Welcome back to the Better Men, Better Ball Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you here for joining us on our 37th episode. And this week's episode is going to be with some new friends of mine, I would say. Uh, but in the past two years, yeah, two years maybe it's been. Two years since I've been here. Uh, but the past year, I've been able to grow a relationship with these guys at Scotland Campus Sports. Head coach of the prep program is Todd Weldon, and a pitching coach for them is Jordy Henry. Um, I have been fortunate to get to know these guys. These guys are from, from those guys, it's Scotland, Pennsylvania. It's basically southern Pennsylvania, right in the, close to the border of Maryland. And uh, Scotland, Pennsylvania, they're doing, it's a prep school. Uh, but they're also having a, they also have a high school team as well as a prep team now. They used to only have a prep team. Now they're having, um, now they have a high school team as well. And Josh Edgen um, is the head coach of that team. <clears throat> a little bit about these guys. Todd Weldon, the head coach of the prep team. He was a former pitching coach at Wayland Baptist University. I think he was there for six years. Um, he was the 27th round draft pick of the New York Mets. And um, just a dude. He still, he still plays. He still, he still <laughs> works out and uh, is just a dude. And, um, you know, is, is, is a man of faith, a tremendous leader. And, uh, you know, you'll hear, you'll hear his remarks uh, come out in the conversation with his uh, vision of the program and how he's, he has surrounded himself with some, some great men. Well, he has got a great staff around him. And, uh, you know, the uh, Scotland Campus Sports are, um, you know, surrounded with other great coaches, uh, other programs that are, nationally known, and, and that's where Todd is on his way to be there. So um, another head coach of the high school team is Josh Edgen. Like I said pre- previously, Josh is uh, the, was got drafted twice, won by the Braves in the 50th round, chose to stay in school. I think got drafted and picked up by the Mets in the 30th round in 2010, made his major league debut with the Mets in 2012, um, has since, of course, retired, and uh, is, is the – Head coach of Scotland. He's from that area, and and it's been able to you know help help Todd and actually him and Todd and he gets into the story about uh, Josh and Todd both had the same agent, and that's kind of how they you know built their relationship and things got started and Josh was able to uh, come on over there and um, Jordy Henry, Jordy Henry the pitching coach there at Scotland kind of oversees all the pitching aspects in the whole program with their high school team as well as their prep team because. You'll be able to hear that there's not too much difference. It's all very individualized, and um, you know everybody has a program based on what they need. And Jordy's a big part of that. Um, Jordy was the a was a pitcher at Wayland Baptist. Um, pitched there. Was also a stringer, and uh, a stringer for the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Um, for those people who don't know what a stringer is, it's uh, the new age with um, when you are inputting data for for teams. But if you don't know what a stringer is, it'd be a good Google search for you. Uh, but he was also a former instructor at the Amarillo Baseball Academy. He's a Texas guy. and uh, But you're talking one of the best young coaches out there right now. He's very tech-savvy. Um, he's a leader, in, I think, in the, in the technology world, with uh, especially in our area um, here in this mid-Atlantic region. Uh, Jordy Henry has some great stuff. Um, and you hear a lot, you hear just a bit of his individualized program that he's doing and things like that. Todd gives him a, a, a wealth of, 
freedom, tons of freedom to do what he does, and which was allowed him, Jordy, to kind of um, make it. He's only been a pitching coach two years, and um, you can hear uh, some of the things that he's doing that, that money, many pitching coaches of 20 years aren't doing. So, um, you know, get a chance to talk to these guys. We just have a great conversation. I've visited their program and the things they're doing because, like I said, there's just not many people in our area, let alone many colleges um, and even – um, schools that are doing the kind of things that they're doing with the technology that they have, with the resource that they have, the indoor facility they have. Um, they travel all around. Um, so they're just doing some pretty remarkable things for the as young of a program that they are. And uh, you'll hear some individualized attention. Uh, they'll get into their, you know, how they're having international players and the, you know, we touch base about the communication part of that and, and the challenge that they have and how they have to be intentional about their programming and um, how they're able to communicate their ideas. So um, some really valuable information, and we really scratch the surface some stuff. I've got, you know, being able to talk to Todd and talk to Jordy, so you get kind of, you know, the head coach um, and what he kind of sees as a big picture and how he lets the great guys underneath of him do their job. And then you get the specifics of Jordy and, and, and his pitching background and what they're what he's trying to do from the pitching side of things and so it's a it's a really unique uh, unique talk and i'm really thankful to to bring this to you guys i hope you guys enjoy it please check them out at scotlandcampussports.com check their website out uh you get some good information get even more information i'm always scratching the surface about todd's and todd todd and josh's uh resume that's for sure these guys are great baseball men that have given their life to the game for sure and uh, jory's on his way to doing that as well but, um, you know, all their coaches' emails are there on the website. You can follow Coach um, Scotland Campus Sports baseball team at SCS Bases, uh, as well as Jordy. Jordy's on Twitter uh, for at JordyHenry24. And Jordy is J-O-R-D-I-E, JordyHenry24. But without further ado, let's just get into this. I can't thank these guys enough. Again, uh, you'll just hear some great things and how they are just fully about their kids and how they are trying to help them grow and meet their meet their own goals. And when I say own goals, they're the their kids' goals. They're there for the kids, they're there for their athletes. And that comes out pretty clear through this. So without further ado, the prep head coach, Todd Weldon, and the pitching coach, Jordy Henry of Scotland Campus Sports. Still added to some capacity. We still have most all the guys on campus still. Um, there's a few that went home for Thanksgiving break and they had to jump through some hoops in order to come back and continue to train, which was a challenge, but uh, it was encouraging to see that the guys actually took the initiative to do what the camps was expecting of them to, to come back. So most all of them are still there besides a few. Oh. So Jordan, anything about like what pitching staff are doing? What, so what, what do you like to what do you like to do with your pitching staff right now? Uh, right now, the majority of them are doing some type of velo training, and then we have uh, I don't know a handful of guys that are doing like on ramping because they just got here or rehab stuff. We've got two or three rehabbers right now. So from from fall ball, was there any kind of like downtime or anything that you kind of like just put like do like a deload week or just shut them down or will they come? Will they do that after the this velo program? They had so our season ended and then we had the week that uh, we went to Hanover for a scout day, and then after that they had a deload week and then we jumped right into the velo stuff from that. 
Okay. How have you, how have everybody been responding so far? Pretty good. Um, we haven't had to put anyone on the shelf this fall, yeah. kind of like we did last year. Um, we had some guys show up. Uh, one guy showed up to us with a UCL thing, and then uh, one guy obviously had TJ last year. Um, but yeah, really healthy year overall. Yeah, That's I, mean, good. I mean, guys don't have the guy. I guess I'm sure guys don't even have the the innings either right now either. You know, so they can you can probably um, usable. We have four or five high school guys that on the year have probably accumulated 60 innings since May. Um, and then most of our guys that showed up in August got, I don't know, what do you say, Todd, between 20 and 30 probably? Yeah, roughly. The guys that turned into be some of the better arms through more, obviously. So, Todd, so, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's so funny, you know, I know that Josh isn't here and stuff like that, you know, but, like, one thing I just – I just I – just, I know one thing we hadn't talked about, but I just as as high a caliber as you guys get, like how did this haul come about, man? Like you came in at 2018. Did you have a prep year? Was it was it the prep team that first year? Or did you or did you have a high school team that year? No, it was it was mostly a prep team that first year with a few a few high school guys mixed in. Really, whenever I took on the challenge of, of building the program there at Scotland, um I knew that in order to kind of get it up and off the ground, I I knew that I needed to target more of the postgraduate kid, the prep kid. Okay. And there was another purpose to it. I didn't want to come into the area and coaches think that we're trying to snipe or take their players or anything like that. And so we avoided a lot of that just by recruiting outside of that area and kind of kind of extending our arm out to the coaches in the area saying, Hey, this is what the opportunity we're trying to provide to guys potentially coming out of your program that just need that extra year mm-hmm. of development, that extra year of maturity, or maybe they're a pretty good athlete and they struggled academically. And so we can give them, give them that, that uh, facet of what they need in order to move on and play college baseball. So that first year, it was mostly all, postgraduates I had 30 guys from seven different countries and seven different states so it was a pretty pretty diverse group of guys um and most like I said there was probably two or three high school guys mixed in there um and you know I knew that the challenge was there I was you know working making recruiting calls from Texas recruiting to campus and uh, South Central Pennsylvania while not being present. So um, at the time, Brian McGinn, who's our VP of operations up at campus now, he, uh, anytime we had a kid that wanted to come check out campus, he'd kind of facilitate that for me oh, nice. and show the kids around that sort of thing. Brian, he was Josh and I's agent whenever we were at the Mets and that's kind of full circle. We can come back to that and how all that came about. But um, Josh, uh, Brian, uh, was working out at Scotland campus at what was called Alpha Fitness, which was there before I came in. Okay. It was the gym that was there on campus, and the basketball coaches found out he was a baseball guy, and they were looking to grow the sports division. At the time, it was just basketball and then the high school on campus, and uh, they knew that that they had a good opportunity to help a lot of kids, and they knew they could do that through adding some sports. And so um, – they approached Brian with the idea and Brian gave me a call and asked me what I thought about it. And, you know, it was something that God laid 
pretty heavy on my heart. You know, I coached the college level for six years and there's some programs kind of like ours out there in the Texas area. And I really respect and appreciate what they did because I think there's a lot of kids that just benefit on numerous different levels of, of a prep year, you know, academically, athletically, obviously, but uh, just more so just the social and maturity aspect of it, getting away from mom and dad for the first time and learning the life skills that they need to, to, to kind of manage life on their own. That way, once they walk on a college uh, college campus for the first time they're not just overwhelmed so um when he presented me with the idea we came up here in october and he showed me around and got to visit with the basketball coaches and check everything out and took a uh, family up here in december we decided this is what we were going to do and so for that point on i went to went to recruiting kind of put some information together pictures uh, that sort of thing. Just made phone call after phone call, trying to put together a team and talking to different people. And I built up some really good relationships through all that, that uh, still benefit, you know, our program where we get to help a lot of kids through that, even, even to this day. So that's kind of how all that started. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And a couple of things from that, I mean, as because even the one thing that stands out is, and then when I go and visit and see you guys, like you said, seven different countries, countries and, you know, outside of the United States. So like, how has that, you know, like, especially Jordan, you guys are from Texas. Uh, I guess I'm sure you have, but how, how has that been? How have you guys handled that or adapted to like with guys outside of the country? I know like you just brought in the guy who, um, he's a Dominican, right? Uh, coach yeah. really recruits from that area. Um, but I know you've got some guys from um, Asia um who's that big tall pitcher jordy that you have little tall one russia russia no, um, have, yeah that, that fits the bill of a couple guys that are international <laughs> well, we got one from russia russia we got one from Panama. so um, how, like how do, how do you guys how are you, how has that been you know how are you kind of getting through that that barrier that you know with communication and getting to them to do what kind of getting your the scotland way and what you're the, the culture trying to build uh well for me you have to kind of be concise in your word choices. Uh, terminology doesn't really translate that well in the Spanish sometimes <laughs> or Japanese or whoever you're speaking to. So sometimes you have to bring a translator with you. That's okay. But uh, yeah, a lot of visual learning and uh, using clear language, I guess. But uh, honestly, our guys do a pretty good job. We have a couple guys here this year that when they, when they first showed up here, their English was like you couldn't even speak to them. And yeah. now I can have full on conversations with several of those guys that showed up here last year. So they do get um, easier to, to communicate to because they work pretty hard on their English while they're here. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Todd, how does that even come out with like just making a phone call to a guy that, you know, is outside of the country and, and how's that, how does that, how does that all go? Well, there's always a mediator. There's always an interpreter. I don't, I speak one language and that's English. So <laughs> I've always, thought that I'd pick up and, and do some Rosetta Stone for Spanish or something like that. Maybe I will one of these days when I find time, but it's, uh, you know, with Brian Nunez being our international recruiter, he recruits a lot of the kids out of the Dominican Republic, Panama, Venezuela, all the Latin countries. And he's very, very fluent in both languages. He's very intelligent. He's very driven. He believes in what we do. Um, he's constantly bringing me a new guy that he believes would be a good fit. I wish I could take them all. 
but we can't, you know, we're limited by space just by, you know, we only got one facility up there baseball wise. And so uh, he's been very, very helpful with the kids from the Latin countries and, you know, the kids out of Japan. Um, the, the, the one that's been here now two years, Shio, he's fluent in both languages now and he kind of acts as an interpreter at times. But as Jordy said, just by, you know, having, you know, being forced to, to speak and communicate in, in, in English, you know, just being in, in the culture, being immersed in it, they learn very quickly and they're all very understanding how important it is for them to be able to speak and communicate in English in order for them to go on and play college baseball or in a degree, play even at the professional level. So it's really remarkable how, how quickly they do pick up on the language, you know, yeah, just being totally, uh, totally immersed in it, you know, like where yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's all. I always just found that to be such a unique thing, you know, and how you guys have adapted to it. And and none of you are really, you know. I know Josh doesn't speak; he speaks one language as well. Um, yeah, you know, but he knows a little bit more Spanish than what we all think he does. I think does yeah. he really? Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Um, so yeah, I've always, I've always, I've always wondered um, just how that goes. But I think it really just shows about. Uh, I know, uh, you know, Jordy's good about always, you know, I think having things up on the wall, I think you're all great about putting your stuff in your programs. You see things on the wall, um, you know, and then uh, even, I'm sure that's even with technology, Jordy, have you seen, does that as also help translate when the, maybe the language isn't there to see the numbers and to see the visuals that your, that your technology is bringing? Yeah. That's kind of the, the one reason that I started putting everything on the wall initially last year was because if they ever had any questions, they can just go, at the, at the wall and, and figure it out because it's just super tough to try and with the language barrier that you have, especially at the beginning of the year, it's tough to try to number one, memorize it off your head for every guy that's there, but also, um, you know, have them try and verbally figure out what's going on every day. I can't speak to like 13 guys at once and have things run smoothly. So, uh, that's kind of how that started a little bit, but also, um, if I ever need to update, anything it kind of helps um they can just just go check the wall and see what they're supposed to do that day instead of me having to constantly be on them if there's a drill change or anything um but like i you know i'm sure you'll touch on later like we got track now and um they can always see what they're doing whether it's drill programming or throwing programming like what they're doing that day they can always just look at it on their phone anyway yeah so like yeah with with track that you guys are working with track and again Track is just you're able to, you know, deliver their programming and think the drill work they're doing every day and they have it would have it right on their phone. And yep. so that allows you to, I guess, el eliminate a lot of even the communication between you that where you can say, oh, this guy should be doing this. Or um, do you ever find it like when a guy's like, you know, kids are kids, you know, and like, how, how is that taught? Or even, I mean, every each one of you have the accountability part, you know, um, when a kid is just being a kid and you're trying to hold him accountable, you know, has there ever been a pretty tough, tough conversation that you really just, that's hard to have? Oh yeah. You're, uh, that's the one thing outside of just being coach, you know, a lot of these kids and there's, there's a few of them, uh, that kind of poke at me and they call me dad. Mm -hmm. And it's really, I kind of me and Josh and all these guys, Jordy and Canada and, Nunez and Corey and Drennan, they all act as, as you know, uh, 
you know, I guess fathers in their lives, really, because they're a long ways from mom and dad. Sure. And so we're having to teach them the same life lessons that should be expected of mom and dad to teach them. They're learning them here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, discipline of getting up and being where you need to be early, uh, taking care of your, your, your personal space, you know, taking care of the things that you've been given. Uh, being respectful of the things that are allowed to you, you know, being respectful of others, those sorts of things. Um, oh, I lose you. There you go. Um, those are all things that that we have the opportunity here to to pass along, and uh, which is has its challenges, of course. You know, there's a lot of kids that are very, um, not a lot of them, a few of them are very, very hard headed, very stubborn. Um, but on the whole, they're all really pretty good kids. The kids that, that haven't made it through, you know, they kind of work them themselves out really pretty early. Um, and it's just, this isn't it for everybody. You know, this, this is for the guys that legitimately, uh, want to play the game at a high level and, and go off and play college baseball and ultimately prepare for what's ahead of them. So, um, that's the unique thing about being a boarding school. You know, we're not just coach, we're dad as well. Yeah, you got a lot of responsibilities. And I know Jordy's on – well, Jordy, you're not on campus anymore, are you? Uh, living on campus? Yeah. No. no I'm, I'm not. I, currently, I'm on campus right now, but uh, uh, I, don't, I don't live there. No, I did last year. But, yeah, this is major. You know, just definitely, definitely a much different responsibility and – and I'm sure yeah. that's what you said about even when you bring guys in to kind of feel them out to say, are you going to be this kind of kid? Because we're, we're all in here. It's all day 24 seven. You got to have a certain type of kid. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you do. It's uh, really, and I, I respect a, a lot, a lot of these kids, a lot, a lot more maturity than what you'd probably get out of a typical high school kid. And what I mean by that is just, the expectations that are placed on them are, are just a lot. There's a lot more expectations. It's a, it's a more regimented day. I'm not saying that, that, uh, you know, the typical U S high school player doesn't, their parents don't regiment their day, but you know, these kids get up and, and go to school and they're expected to be there up until two 30. As soon as they get out of school, they go to practice. And as soon as they're done with practice, they, they go to the weight room and they, they all have something to do in the evenings, whether it's an SAT prep class or tutoring. And so their, their day is really pretty scheduled out for them, which is very similar to what they're going to get in college anyway. So, sure. uh, you know, the, the kids don't have the opportunity to go and chase girls, which I, I know that's a challenge for them at times, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Uh, but that's just a distraction that, that they don't have that other kids probably do have. Um, a big thing for them, I know emotionally, is just just being a long ways from mom and dad and everything that they're familiar with, getting to hang out with friends, the typical high school life that you would get to live. So the kids that do make the decision that this is what they want to do, they're sacrificing a lot by doing that, but they get a lot out of it too. So it is, it's a different, it's a different type of kid. You know, we've lost some kids along the way that thought that they wanted to do this and it just didn't work out and that's okay. So yeah. So like, so what I'm hearing is like, so do you feel like you don't have to spend so much of like the mental part of things on the, on the, on the game? Do you feel like a lot of kids are kind of coming mature or do you still have like classroom times where you kind of still build up or have a, 
talk about leadership and talk about these kind of things that kind of help kids continue to have these skills that they would need beyond uh, the game or beyond even high school. Yeah, we, we do spend a lot of time. Jordy does a really good job with the pitchers in, in the mental prep and creating routines and the mindset of pitching and how to attack hitters and all that sort of thing. So it's not that we end up with a kid that's got it all together. They, they, they learn a lot, of, a lot of things, and we spend some classroom time working through some of that. And it could just be, you know, on-game stuff to where we identify something that, whether it's a character issue or a, a heart issue, and so we stop practice and we take time. You know, it could be 15 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, whatever is required in order to, to hit the nail on the head and drive home the point that, this is something that you need to focus on and, and work on because it's going to be very important to you, not only in your life as a, a student athlete, but your life as a young man. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Man. So, yeah, that's what I, and as I'm just I'm thinking of just, um, you know, you we had we had three rock stars coming in here with you know you you two and then Edgen as well you know and you and Edgen both playing with the Mets and Edgen making it to the big leagues, um, like how like how were you able to get all these guys because that's a I, to come to, when you guys come to, when you come to see I also think what you guys don't give you enough credit is with each of you guys being rock stars that you are, that also example like spreads that maturity as well. So how, how, how was it, you know, in Canada and all these other guys you have coming in, how is it that, that your program's able to just surround themselves with all these, um, you know, which most programs are lucky to get one or two good guys, let alone the, you know, the eight that you guys have. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's only a God thing, man, for sure. I mean, full circle, you know, Josh and I were drafted in 2010, lower rounds, ended up flying into the same airport in Port St. Lucie or Miami, Florida, ended up going to spring, you know, that little short stint that we spend getting physicals and all that sort of thing, kind of struck up a friendship, ended up being roommates in rookie ball in Kingsport, Tennessee. And, you know, that following, following year, you know, Josh came out, drove 32 hours across country with our, with, uh, with Brian, who ended up being his agent, you know, pretty cool story. Josh didn't have an agent whenever he got drafted. Uh, it just happened to be that the guy that represented me and helped put all the scouts in the stands was from Chambersburg and I was from New Mexico, you know, and uh, we're sitting there in, in rookie ball and I get a box from Brian and his couple of pairs of cleats and a glove and he sees the, uh, the address in the box. He said, Josh says, who'd you get that from? He said, my agent. I said, you got an agent? I said, yeah. Say you don't got one? I said, no. I said, how do I not know about this guy? I only live like 30 minutes from where I grew up. Wow. And so I kind of told Brian about Josh and how special he was to me as a friend, but more uh, more so just how special and how much potential he had as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of hit stride that summer, and the next year he, he took off, and the year after that's whenever he made his major league debut, and they ended up signing a contract together in the, in the back of a supplement shop in Chambersburg uh, the year after Josh and I had met. And, uh, and Josh ended up being his first big league guy, you know. And, wow. um, you know, Josh, whenever I came out here, you know, Josh was still playing at the time. And he came down to, to South Carolina and watched us play and thought it was pretty cool what was taking place. And so 
he was pretty torn. You know, he wanted to spend time with his family, spend time with his wife. He felt like that he missed out on a lot. And, you know, he felt like his heart was being pulled in a different direction. And so once it came time to retire, we kind of said, well, this is, this is something you want to be a part of. And we just figured it out, you know, went from being just a prep team to having a couple of high school teams. And so that's kind of how Josh came on and, you know, got the opportunity to, to coach Jordy in Canada and, and Brian Nunez and uh, uh, all at Waylands. And, and they just, with, you know, not to say that Canada, Canada's come a long ways. He's really kind of surprised me. He's kind of impressed me since he's been here. Yeah. Uh, I coached him and I taught him in some classes and he was always the one that was late or didn't show up. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's, uh, he's found what he's passionate about and, and really enjoys. And that's in strength and conditioning and hitting. And he he's does really good work with our guys, and he's uh, very he's he's impressed me. He really has. But you know, Jordy, in his work habits, there was uh, there was no doubt, you know, uh -huh. that he was the right guy for uh, the job. You know, the first year that he was up here, he's an intern. Uh, one thing that I really respected and enjoyed watching about Jordy is he's very very driven, very motivated. Um, he was always the guy that was there early. He worked by himself. He didn't have to be pushed. He asked good questions. Uh, very intelligent, made all A's going through college. Uh, he'd be there on the weekends. It's whenever I'm doing lessons and there's not a, a college athlete inside. He's up there running bleachers, uh -huh. you know, and uh, unfortunately for Jordy, you know, he just had one injury after another. He's always fighting something. And, uh, I think that, you know, I'm very, very thankful that Jordy's part of it, you know, because the same drive and passion that he had as a athlete, he gets, he takes that same passion and energy and he pours it into our young men. And man, they don't have a, they don't have a better pitching coach. They, yeah. I, I may be bold to say this, but he's probably the best in this region. So I know nice. he's young, but he's, uh, he's intelligent. He knows a lot about it. He studies it. Uh, and he's very, very passionate about helping these kids. He cares about them. So, no, I couldn't agree more. I mean, honestly, I, I'm fortunate, you know, like having good relationships and getting around to see some guys. And, and um, you know, that's, that's the reason I, I, touch, I text Jordy and got, come up and see what's going on. And because, yeah, I, I mean, that's for sure. I mean, uh, Jordy could be, Jordy could coach college. I'm sure you know that being a formal pitching coach yourself and the stuff he yeah. does, the stuff he does, you know, could definitely play at the next level any level really uh, yeah you bet so i mean it's it's that's for sure i would definitely fully agree there i mean i've been blessed i had a, a really good pitching coach who's now in miami um for a, but yeah jordy good man jordy <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know wait, that. so let's I, get into jordy let's I, get into some I stuff i got a little carried away there for a second <laughs> no chance no chance I, i'm fully there i'm with todd 100 percent. i'm with todd 100 percent there man um so well, my, let's you, get know, you know my worst, my worst fear, and I encourage this along for uh, all my guys that I have the opportunity to coach along with. If there's an opportunity that they dream about, that they feel God's pulling their, on their heart to, to take advantage of, and it's kind of you know it's a dream that they set out for themselves. I know Jordy's expressed his interest in being professional baseball or you know coaching, being a pitching coach in, uh, in the college and. I know he's already been offered jobs, but that's my that's my fear is I'm gonna lose him one of these days, and I'm gonna be scrambling to figure out what I'm gonna do. So, yeah. uh, 
Jordy's either got to, I either got to figure out a way to keep him around, which I hope I can, or he better start training somebody else before he goes. So, <laughs> right, right, that's and it's it's understandable, man. It's but I'm sure you guys will just enjoy it while you can, and everybody's gonna know. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into some of the stuff that you what, what would you start training? So Jordy said, think about like from the first when people come in like watching, like when I came and watch what you do and stuff like that. Yeah, like I think coach coach talked about a lot about your routines and things like that, you know, and how you set mm. how you set those things up from the get go. Just um, now that you've done this is year two, right or year three? Yep. This, yep. Yeah. Two. And then so has yep. has did year two like did you continue start with the routines or was this something that did the kids mostly take over with those routines when you start them day one? Um, like how does it start for you day one when you're kind of building your staff and what you're like kind of laying out because. Like you said, everything's laid up on the wall, and it's like, look, I'm not going to talk to 13 guys. There is a lot of accountability uh, within your program, within your staff. Like, how are you able to build that? Well, uh, the idea of a routine kind of just – as a player, granted, I, I was playing college baseball the very same year I started coaching that spring. Um, and so me as, as a player, once I kind of developed my own routine, that was kind of a game changer for me. That's kind of what – helped me have any sort of success at whatever level I was at. Um, so I would, that's obviously one of the most important parts of, of a player's career is just developing a routine. But um, for our guys here, the first year I was here, um, I mean, I didn't have a clue what I was doing, to be honest with you. Um, I was literally printing stuff out from hacking the kinetic chain and just pasting it on the wall and saying like, here, do this and teaching it the best I could. But mm-hmm. um uh, looking in the rear view now, like last year seems like 10 years ago at this point. And, uh, all of our guys are individualized to some degree now, some more than others kind of just depends on the person. Um, whether that's, you know, plow drill work or whatever throwing program they're on or any of that. So, um, in addition to just establishing a routine that they can lean on and have confidence on, it also helps them kind of develop for whatever skill set they have or whatever they need to work on. Um, but I mean, the monotony of a routine, uh, it can be difficult for some guys. It's tough. It's tough for a lot of guys to, to hang their hat on just because you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over most days. But, uh, I don't know. There's not many more things important to me than kind of just establishing a routine with the guys so that they can trust themselves and kind of just, the old cliche of trusting the process, I think is super important for everyone, no matter what your talent level is. So yeah, that's and definitely so, the first thing that I start with. Yeah. With your, with your routine. And so will you sit down with each kid like that? Or do you say, or you kind of give a template and say, here's what you should have some kind of arm activation. Here's what we're going to do with throwing wise and recovery. Uh, to, get in, to get into specifics, like uh, this year, the first day um, we had, there were a few guys, there were probably three or four guys that I knew weren't ready to have like assessment pins. Uh, but the majority of the guys, especially the returners, uh, a lot of the new post grads, they were ready to throw like at least a 20, 25 pitch assessment bullpen. So they did that. Um, and then the next day after that, we kind of went through the arm care routine, really basic stuff. Like I've taught on the J band routine, wrist weights, shoulder tube, you know, all the, the basic stuff. Um, and then the recovery routine, I kind of let them this year, I let them play catch for about a week. I told them either light catch or, or whatever type of long toss I want them to do that day and kind of just let them have at it and see what they had already established themselves. 
um, kind of see what their work ethic's like, see if they can even play catch, how good they are at playing catch, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, like to summarize it, this semester I kind of slow cooked them a little more on the routine because we didn't actually go over um, mechanical assessments or like data assessments until actually two weeks ago. Um, I did their mechanical assessments from August and then just gave them a drill set and verbally told them like, here's why we're doing this. Here's what the goal of this drill is. Here's how this can help you, blah, blah, blah all that stuff. With but, each kid, you say with each yeah. kid, you give them a certain specific drill set. Yeah. And then two weeks ago, we actually sat down and analyzed the video and was like, here's why you have these drills. Here's why we're going to stick with them. And here's why we're going to change them because we've had since then two, two assessment pins. Um, yeah, two assessment pins. Mm -hmm. So they had two different bullpens to go over uh, with Rapsodo data and slow-mo, you know, mechanical video, stuff like that. Um, so, and then also on the routine side too, Last year, I gave them all their plyo care drills on day one, which was a gigantic mistake. Uh, this year, we did through arm action drills the first month and just hammered away on like pivot picks, uh, different variations of arm action drills, stuff like that. And then I gave them one plyo drill every two weeks from then on to kind of ease into their workload a little bit. Okay. Um, and I think that was a lot more successful this year. We had a lot of, a lot more healthier arms this year than we did last year. So, yeah, I definitely learned how to um, uh, set up the routine for our guys to have success more than, than year one, where, like I said, I really was just testing the waters, didn't, didn't have a clue what I was doing. So sure. not, that I, not that I have it all figured out now, but um, definitely a better idea of what to do right now. No, I think we're all, I mean, I think it's always good coaching, man. Everybody kind of starts, you got to start somewhere and then share you reflect them I mean, and you take your leadership from Todd, you know, Todd from year one was sure. There's a lot there. So like, I'm sure Todd could talk about like, what kind of things did you start off Todd, like an 18 and now like things that, how much has changed? Cause it, I mean, even from the first year that I came, you saw you guys and where you're at now, like things have changed and things are different, you know, like, you know, yeah, that's remarkable. That's remarkable. Yeah. The things that have changed just in the two and a half years that we've been here. You know, I went from practicing uh, literally on a gym floor with some inflatable cages to actually having a facility that looks like a baseball facility. And, and uh, you know, I had rap soda at the time. For me, didn't understand it to full capacity. You know, I used it more just as uh, feedback. Uh, and even to this day, I'm still kind of learning my way through that. I try to listen to Jordy and how he uses it. Um, to teach the guys and, and provide them with some positive insights and things like that. Um, but for me, man, it was just, all right, let's, we'll call it a Rapsodo day. We'll run you guys through a bullpen and very similar to what Jordy talked about um, in his first year as a pitching coach. You know, I did the same thing. I just kind of took a program from hacking the shit and connect chain, put it there on the wall. And so that's what we're going to roll through. We do the same thing in the hitting program. Now, granted, um, a lot of the guys that I ended up with just by nature of being in a strength conditioning program for the first time, they got stronger, they got bigger, they got faster, um, arm strength improved, but there was facets that definitely didn't understand and, and kind of limited some of those guys, you know, so to see how far we've come just in the programming side of what we do there. Uh, Scotland campus from the weight training, you know, it's 
and I, I love them and I always will, you know, or the strength and conditioning coach that we had for the first year and a half until Brian Canada kind of took over. He's uh, intelligent, very, very intelligent. Um, knows a lot about strength conditioning, but he just is a football guy. Yeah. Um, and we needed a guy who understood baseball that yep. played the sport and understood how to train an athlete in that way. Not to say Travis doesn't, but Brian just seemed to be a better fit. So um, I think that the health that our guys have had and sustained this year is due to what Jordy has done with them, but a lot to do with just the programming that we're doing on the strength and conditioning side, you know, just individualizing it to a baseball player, to, but to these guys' individual needs as well. Uh, you know, we take these guys through functional movement screens when they get here. And, and Jordy and Canada both spent a lot of time making sure that these guys have some mobility and stability exercises that they supplement with their workouts you know, to improve their range of motion and things like that. Um, but, man, it was the same thing. I just took a driveline program, stuck it on the wall, and hoped that it worked. Yeah. Uh, and they, like I said, just by nature of – just being in a weight room for the first time, throwing a little more regularly, playing games at a high level, they all got better. Uh-huh. Um, to, to be honest, not to say that, that I, I obviously understand the game of baseball and I understand pitching and I understand hitting, but my true passion is really the team aspect of what we do, you know, on-field uh-huh. stuff. Um, and then really – I love helping these guys get moved on to college. I love talking to college coaches about these guys. I like making video. I like putting together the information on our guys and trying to sell them to coaches and that, that sort of thing. That's really what my passion is. So um, I think the, the biggest reason why we've come from where we were two and a half years ago to where we're at now is just by the people that we have involved. That's, that's, that's everything. It's uh-huh. not – is a programming better? Absolutely. Um, yeah, the facilities better? You bet. Are the, the quality of kids that uh, our numbers have improved? The quality of kids, you know, I love all these guys, but quality of guys that we have now compared to two years ago, that's changed significantly. And that's just due to the guys that are involved in what we do, you know, Josh and Jordy and Canada and Nunez and all those guys. It's just, that's, that's what makes a good program is the people that are involved, you know, sure. so. You know, and, and you you said it a good bit about, you know, he wasn't a good fit or, you know, we can't give everybody and this is not for everybody. This is a, like, what would you say that, you know, what is, what is everybody like, what's the bus everybody's getting on? Like, what are you guys, what is Scotland campus baseball, campus sports baseball? What are you guys all about? Like why everybody's jumping on this bus? You're seeing an improvement with the kids. You got major coaching staff. What is what is the program all about? Man, we're just and Jordy, you can add to this however you seem fit, but we're just we're truly development focused. You know what I'm saying? Uh, on the individual level, it, it's one thing to say, "Oh, yeah, we have a development program, we have a, a throwing program, we have a hitting program," but we do invest a lot of time especially Jordy Canada those guys invest a lot of time in each and every one of these guys on an individual level I think that unfortunately there's still a lot of coaches out there that are stuck in the one size fits all I'm going to buy this drive-by program and throw my guys into it and hope that it works and I've been there I'm the you know I've been there 
Um, I've been there. But that's that's just not how God intended it to be. You know, each one of them, uh, each one of us is made up differently. Each one of us is created differently. And so understanding how these guys work um, mechanically, emotionally, physically, psychologically, whatever you want to call it, is, is the difference. We're, we're development focused on an individual basis. So that's, that's why I think that's the attractive thing about why we end up with the guys that we do from all over the world is just the individual touch that they get while they're here with us. And just the extra time that we take to ensure that these guys get the opportunities that they came here for, you know, to go off and play college baseball. We, we, we spend a lot of time with that as well. So I think more so than just your regular high school coach. So. Yeah. And just what you're able to offer. I mean, it's a lot different situation with having as much hands-on time as what you do have. And, yeah. and you have, yeah. you can regulate their day. Like you, yeah. get, like, you know, it's, it's a That's right. And that's unfair, you know, just a regular, just a, another high school coach, whether um, is we don't have to worry about teaching classes like most high school coaches do. You know, we we do baseball all the time and we're fully invested and fully devoted to that. So we just have more time to to invest in our guys than most other guys do. And, and I know that's kind of the, the special situation that we're in. And I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful for that. And I know all, all the coaches that they're at Scotland campus, they're in the same position. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, George? Yeah. Anything, anything to add there, Jordy? Uh, something to remember too, is like, it's like Todd said, we're obviously completely develop developmentally focused, but um, something they kind of understand is like, guys come to Scotland specifically like for a reason. Um, they come here to, you know, if they're a post-grad, they're coming here to go to college, play college somewhere because for whatever reason at high school, they didn't get that opportunity. Um, or maybe their opportunities that they got weren't good enough for them. And they thought that they could maybe do better if they got another year under their belt to kind of develop. Um, high school and international guys, like this is their, this is their ticket to their dream that they have, whether it's playing in college, getting a college degree, playing professionally, maybe all those things are a combo of. So like, I don't want to say we're not focused on wins and losses because that's definitely not true. Like I know me and Todd have gotten super, super frustrated. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the records that we've had, but and the, and the losses that we've had, but uh, at the end of the day, like these guys are here to get better on a personal level to develop their skill set and be a better player when they actually end up, uh, super freshman in college uh, if they're a postgrad. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of it too is like um, not to discredit like the programming that we do, whether it's me or Canada or anyone else, but you'd be very, very surprised how many guys like have never long tossed before, don't know what long toss even is, don't play catch every day, don't play catch four times a week. So like having coaches that'll just – hold them accountable to do things like six days a week, five, six days a week. I mean, they're going to see immediate gains from that. Because you're all all the time, like the untrained athlete, if you just give him any old program, he's going to, he's going to get better to some extent. Mm -hmm. Um, So really like some, there's many days where I'll actually get upset at someone who took two minutes to do their warm up, um, 
more so than like how they actually did in their bullpen that they threw later on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, just because while they're here, at least I'm more, I think a, a bigger bang for their buck is just developing their routine and learning how to do things the right way rather than, you know, picking up five miles an hour on their fastball velocity, because if they're able to establish a routine, they may get those five miles per hour when they, before they leave here, they may get it in the summer after they leave here, they may get it a year later just because they now have a work ethic. So um, really it's kind of just about holding guys accountable so that they can like have foundation to improve, even if it's not while they're here so much. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, on the individualized part of it, the programming, like I personally, I, I didn't, obviously enjoy that to some extent some guys need a little more individualized approaches but uh yeah for the most part if you just make guys play catch six days a week they're going to see a lot of improvement just off of off of very basic things yeah and like you're doing it making it more purposeful even if it's a purposeful play catch but to hold them accountable do it with a purpose you know absolutely you're going to get better at it you know, like, I mean, you have such a, you know, I know the basketball team there has just been nationally ranked and things like that. You know, there's a big time, like, have you leaned on those guys at all? Do you guys have a relationship with them and have, have they helped you kind of with this process? They, yeah, they have. They're really good people. They've been doing it a long time. And that's kind of the unique thing about what we're trying to accomplish with baseball is prep basketball has been a thing for a long time. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them. These guys have been in that circuit for a long time and they, they have some relationships at the college level where they're trusted. And, you know, Chaney, they refer to him as a legend and he really is. I mean, he's got guys that have played at the division one, like hundreds of guys that are, that have played division one basketball, several guys. I don't know the exact number many guys that have been in the NBA or played professionally overseas. Um, so just the, it's really interesting because Chaney's kind of low key whenever you see him outside of the basketball court. But once you get him on the baseball court, I mean, he's just totally different. When you yeah. see him as element, he's a totally different person. Yeah. That dude can come unglued in, the, in a short period of time. He's very passionate about it. Uh, Sullivan Brown's probably, um, he's kind of their skills guy and he's very good at what he does. Um, they end up with, some very, very, very talented players just by nature of who they are and how, what they've done. Uh, Cause they've been doing it for a long time. And so that's kind of, we're in the baby stages of that. Yeah. Um, you know, and the difference, uh, I wouldn't say the difference as Jordy said, what we what we do is a little bit different. And what I mean by that is wins and losses at the end of the day for us isn't the end goal. Do I, do I hate losing? Absolutely. I hate it. Absolutely hate losing. Mm-hmm. And if my, my guys ever believe that I don't, I guarantee you they would never, never question that. But um, our, our goal for these guys is to help them grow and, and reach their goals and winning. I'm not going to sacrifice. That's a big thing too. We're not competing for, you know, one of these days maybe we'll play in a, in a prep baseball circuit to where we're trying to play for a championship or play for a conference championship. Those are some things that we're trying to kind of create and establish with some other like programs in the Carolinas and maybe up this way too as it continues to grow. But um, 
I don't have to worry about running a guy out there for five or six innings to win a baseball game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we obviously recruit our players. Uh, we end up with some guys just by nature of them hearing about what we do, or they know a friend that's been here or whatever the case may be. Um, and so we have more student athletes to kind of pull from. They're very focused on just baseball. And so we probably have more pitchers than most of the programs kind of like us. Uh, so I can run a guy out there for two or three innings. And once Jordy says that's enough, that's enough. You know, mm -hmm. I can go and get him and he's, he's done for the day. Or if a guy's a little bit tender on the weekend, I don't have to, I don't have to force that. You know what I'm saying? All right, we'll just shelf him for the weekend, make sure he gets right. We'll try him the next weekend. Mm -hmm. um, that's uh, so the, the health and wellness of these guys is, is crucial for us, you know, because if they can't compete if they're not healthy. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's the big thing that's a difference with us and probably why we get a lot of the kids that we do get is we're, we're not limited to the level of training that you would probably get with some, I, don't, I mean, you coached high school baseball. I don't know if you have limits to how much you can practice yeah, in a week. Sure. Um, in a public school. Yes, <clears throat> there is in a public school. There is for sure. And so I think that's probably why we end up with some, some kids that we, that we do as well, just because we're not bound to some of those limitations. Well, especially now, have like have you have you seen that? I mean, I guess just where we're at with COVID and everything. Have you have you found out more people reaching out to you since you guys have like your own governing body? You know, like um, have yeah, people getting away yeah, from public yeah. school and things like that. Yep. And I think that'll. My gut tells me that we'll have an opportunity to help a lot more kids through the prep thing, just because of. The just the big uncertainty that surrounds college baseball and what that's right. going to look like. The long jam that's everywhere. Yeah, I know it's affected the 21, 21 class. It's going to affect the 22 class, I believe, to some capacity as well, too. Um, so I think that us providing an opportunity for kids to take an additional year just to get some games in, that sort of thing, get some extra development that they may have not got in high school is going to be big for – for them and we'll probably get a, uh, some kids that we probably wouldn't have otherwise due to that. Cool. Very cool. So like it sounds, so Todd, you, 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 you touched on a little bit about, you know, I guess managing the staff, you know, but then Jordy kind of would say, Hey, I think this guy's done. Um, you know, I'm sure you're listening to him, him giving you, I guess, feedback on a certain picture. And then you just kind of making that final decision whether he would be finished or not. Um, it sounds like, and especially with you having all these guys in 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 the program on staff, like, do you find yourself trying to model it as a as a college, like as a college program where you're the head coach and being able to give everyone the responsibilities and just kind of managing everything? Do you find yourself yeah, trying to go through that model? I would think I'd, I'd let Jordy kind of answer that. I feel that it feels very much like a college program uh, as a coaching staff, but more so I, if you were to ask our guys, I think that they feel like they're in a college baseball program. Yeah. Jordan, I mean, what do you, Jordan, you think about that? More. You think, you think it's, I mean, it was both I mean, cause one Todd, you were at the whaling, you were the pitching coach there, Jordan, you were a pitcher there. And so you, you understand what that even feels like. So do you, 
do you do you sense that? Do you guys have that kind of sense that it is a like basically run like a college program with a couple things in here to deal with the high school age kid? Yeah, I mean, from a decision making standpoint, uh, really in all facets, I have a ton of freedom. So, granted, I don't have any idea what other college pro programs are like because I was only at Wayland. I only played at Wayland, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think. I don't think ever Todd has ever like uh, said, no, we're going in a different direction with something that I suggested. If anything, it's him asking me um, mm -hmm. whether it's this guy needs to come out of the game now or where the pitchers need to be doing this week, next month, anything like that. It's pretty much a college atmosphere. And especially with the way that they're the, uh, the players schedules are set up too. They have class pretty much in the morning. Uh, they get their skill work in, after lunch, the lift after classes after. So like I said, all facets is pretty similar to a college atmosphere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We went down to Liberty university. That was what mid October, Jordy. And, uh, Oh yeah. I know where you're going. Yeah. They're doing the exact played, same. We were almost played P 27 Academy one day, stayed the night, played pro five the next day, but Liberty was doing, um, uh, a scrimmage and they had a practice the next day. And obviously we had the opportunity because uh, we, we couldn't get on the field until after they were done with the practice. The first day that we rolled into the stadium, they were doing a, uh, a inner squad game. And the next day they just had a, a practice and workout. Um, but I think, you know, is neat, I think for Jordy, but more importantly for our guys to see that what they were, what they do every day at campus, those guys at Liberty, we're doing the same thing, yeah. you know, from, from a pitching side of things, but even like the workouts, they're saying, this is the same stuff that coach Canada takes us through. Yeah. And I said the same thing, you know, you know, Jordy. And I think one of the pitchers came up to me and said, all the, everything that those guys are doing out there is what we do every single day. So uh, I think that just reflects that, you know, what we've kind of created is it very much like a college atmosphere to answer your question. Yeah, well, I was just wondering, even from like your standpoint of being a head coach, you, I mean, have you found things that you like the way that you want to run it from a kind of a college model? Have you had to change certain things? Have you adapted certain things just based off of the the age, or has it stayed pretty true to to just that college model? I guess that we've you, had to tailor we've had to tailor the workouts to their age. You know, uh, obviously. You know, and Canada does a really good job with that. He's, as Jordy used the term earlier, slow cook. Yeah. We slow cook the high school guys. So they spend a lot of time um, in their freshman, sophomore, even into their junior year as they kind of move into another group, um, just working on quality of movement. So a lot of body weight stuff, trying to make sure that they know how to get into a good hip hinge, knowing that they know how to front squat effectively, those sorts of things before they start putting on any level of load. Um, so that's, that, I think that for you, that'd be the difference is, you know, just the level of, you know, work capacity. Same thing Jordy will tell you with the, the pitchers. He didn't allow any of the, high school guys to go through a, a velo program just because they weren't ready for it. They weren't physically strong enough for it. They didn't, and he can kind of dig into that a little bit more, but those guys is almost something that they kind of 
had to work their way into and show that they were mature enough and physically strong enough to do and get into before they were introduced to it. Yeah, I mean, from from the pitching side of things too, uh, from like a more general perspective, uh, last year, like I said, we were printing stuff off from hacking the kinetic changes, pasting it on the wall. But over the last year, and especially uh, when this fall started, I really varied a lot from what I had learned from driveline stuff um, and kind of made it our own with what best fit Scotland was, what best fit our guys individually um, from a, like a, a skill standpoint, but also also a, a logistical standpoint, because like we have certain things that are specific only to us where like our field is in kind of an odd location where it's close, but it's not that close because our guys kind of have to walk uh, that, well, they don't have kind of have to, they do walk to the field every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have 55 guys um, in two teams in one afternoon. So you kind of have to be efficient in what you do, not you kind of have to uh, rework how you do some things uh, with the time frame that you're given. Um, but also, uh, I lost my train of thought there. Um, I was thinking like there was with- a second part of that. What you're saying, you're saying, you're talking about, because you guys just have the high school team and the prep team, right? Yeah. And do you mostly, will you like with your freshman guys? So, like you said, you will have some freshmen, and then you will have, you know, thirteen, you know, a a, a twenty year old. Let's just say. Yeah, yeah, you know, you have, right? I, yeah. That actually helped me. Yeah. There so, like, on the more individual side of things, uh, like Todd said last year, the high school guys. None of them did any velo training at all. Uh, and most of them, especially like the sophomores and juniors who are a little more physically mature, were really fighting me about it. Um, but at the time I kind of fought back and I was like, well, you know, you weigh 140 pounds and you can't even deadlift your own body weight. So I don't really think you're prepared for velo training. You got lower hanging fruit to, to kind of tackle there. Um, but this year, um, in regards to how we kind of made – or I, I made changes on the pitching programming that kind of fits Scotland more. What's going on this year is the underclassmen, not just because they're underclassmen, but generally the, our underclassmen are a little more physically underdeveloped, undersized. They're still not doing velo training. They're more on like a, like a movement focused throwing program. Um, our juniors and seniors that are high school guys, the ones that fought me last year to do velo every single day, they're kind of doing like a, a uh, hybrid throwing program is sort of like a velo program. It's not as intense um, and it's not as frequent as the program that our post-grad guys are on mm-hmm. where they have two velo days a week, basically uh, of various types, depending on who they are. Um, but I kind of was able to please our, our upperclassmen high school guys by letting them do some velo training, but also let them do it safely for kind of what's more appropriate given their, um, physical attributes, what they're able to handle, like in the weight room, what they're able to handle on the field, stuff like that. Um, so actually we had a velo day today and that was the best, probably, probably the best one we've, we've had since I've been here. Even last year, we had guys absolutely crush it today. And it was, uh, high school, a high school group and then a post-grad group. They were all doing something a little bit different. So, um, it's, it's worked well so far. That's awesome. I think what you're also doing too there, just as a, as a natural effect of it is, 
making them more hungry in the weight room. You know, it's almost yeah. like you're saying no, like that's such not, a boring answer to too. Yeah. Th- when I, when I will tell someone that like you need to pretty much just eat a lot of food and start lifting a lot of weight, uh, it's sort of a boring answer and you almost feel guilty about it, but tough. Like that's, that's the best thing for you. Like we have one kid right now that really good ball player. He's a two-way guy. Um, can swing the bat really well, moves really well uh, on the mound and in the field, but he literally weighs like 140 pounds. And so he needs to eat food and lift heavy weight. And that's what I told him one day. And he looked sort of disappointed in me. I don't know. It was because some things sort of got lost in translation a little bit, but I was, I felt bad about it after the fact, but it was the best thing for him. So. And I, I just think it's just, it goes to show, you know, like it's, it's one of the worst thing guys can do is go think, yeah, let's go to velo training and they have no idea what they're doing. You know, you're going to do more. They think velo training is an immediate 10 mile an hour gain. And then that, because you're doing something that has the label of velo training, that they're just going to get that. And velo training, I told our guys this the other day, like the term quote unquote velo training is to supplement everything else that you do. Like it may help you get there quicker. It may help you find some unlocks and figure some things out, but it's not, it's not the end all be all of getting to whatever uh, velocity oh, mark yeah. you're trying to get to. I mean, I had a guy, it's, it's same thing, guys, talking about like the, well, the, the best thing that goes with the low program is a good lifting program. Like you can't have yep. one without the other. Like that's just not going to happen. You know? Sleep eight like, hours, recover on recovery right. days. Like your recovery, that. if your recovery is solid, yeah, like that's, and that's going to help with you if you're strong enough to do that. So I think I that, back. That, that conversation was had with one of our guys that has a modus sleeve. I was able to kind of see that he destroys his recovery days and his, his long toss days and his recovery days were almost as high as like a one inning outing, which is insane to think about. Mm. So I had to tell him to tone it down. And that was a tough conversation too, because he's a kid that likes to get after it a lot. But um, shortly after we had that conversation, he, he was throwing 83, 84 at Liberty and he had never done that before. So it's crazy what workload management will do for you. Yeah, man. So now you're talking modus sleeve. You know, Todd, you talk about Rapsodo. Uh, do you guys have hitting and pitching Rapsodo too? Or just the pitching? Just pitching. Just, just pitching. We have blast motion for the hitters. Granted, yeah. we're still – we've had it for two years now. Um, really, at this point, it's been create a profile for the guys. And blast motion has a, a really neat platform to where – it obviously tracks um, plane score, rotation, and connection, uh, which are the three scores that it's given uh, on each individual guy. And so if a guy uh, scores lower in a certain area, he can actually go into his profile and watch some some videos that show drill work that they can kind of supplement into what they already do with their hitting program. Mm-hmm. Um there's some also really neat things that are built into that to where I can, I can create a, uh, um, a blast motion player profile, um, where it gives, you know, a visual of their swing and then it gives different scores and it's got like a, gosh, can even like a, a plot of where they're at. I uh, can't even see, I'm still very unfamiliar with that, <laughs> what but the guys that uh, that are at the college level that understand it a little bit more than me, it could be very very helpful information for them to have. Uh, and that's you know that's 
for for me to help get these guys moved on to the college level. I can't just a college coach isn't going to take me just on my word, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's some things that we went out and acquired technology wise, and some things that we do as a program just to make sure that we have everything we need to uh, show the value that that these guys can provide to a college program and, and pass it along to college coaches. And I think that a, every college coach that I've had the opportunity to connect with has really appreciated that about us is we're very thorough and we provide them with a lot of good information. Obviously, Blast Motion, we can provide a lot of things through that. Rapsodo, same thing. We can send a bullpen report. There's a lot of things that Jordy's able to provide through that as well, like uh, pitch visualizations and um, what else is there, Jordy? Um yeah, all the edge stuff is really cool that we have this year. Um, I used a large portion of that in our uh, one-on-one meetings we had a couple weeks ago with our pitchers. That was a large portion of what we went over. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, do some video that we uh, do the best that we can with uh, iMovie um, uh-huh. and put together video on our guys. But we take the initiative in that regard, too, to put together the best quality video that we can and share that out. And we'll do uh, – player evaluations and, and send that out to the college coaches and try to create as many, plant as many seeds as we possibly can for each one of our guys. Um, all, not all of our guys are D1 guys. Not all of our guys are D2 guys, but for us, it's just about finding the right fit for them. Um, whether it's a D3 school, D2, D1, NAI, junior college, each and every one of these guys is is different and their needs are different. And so we work constantly with each and every one of these guys to figure out what's the best fit for them. Um, so that's, that's big for us and our guys too. Sure. Do you find yourself like, cause I know you have, you have a lot of contacts and you're on the phone a lot with, like you said, your passion is about helping guys get to college. Do you find more guys, more guys are asking for rep soda data from Jordy are they asking you for blast motion? Are they asking you for more of the tech, more of the technology numbers? Uh, some of them ask, and I think it's the ones that probably have more of a handle on it than the other ones. I it's just, I think that I, I mean we're it's constantly I'm constantly learning new things about it. Jordy kind of shares new things all the time with things that he's learning, and I think that. Um, it's just constantly changing the information that's out there, the data that you can collect and in order to make decisions, that sort of thing. Um, so we've had a few, there's not been a ton, but there's been a few, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think that we're living in a, with college recruitment, we're living in a world to where, man, if these kids aren't advocating for themselves, I mean, you Unless you're a D3, D2, or NAI or junior college, if you have any hopes of playing for a D1 school, I know that everybody's not a D1 guy, but that's your hope, that's your dream, and you're not out, you know, fighting to to communicate with every person you can possibly communicate with and, and, uh, you know, email and video is your friend, really, in this season of their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jordy, you talked a little bit about that video. You talked about like mechanical movement screening, doing a lot of video. Um, how much, how much, how much of the video, like, I guess how much, how much video do you take 
do you analyze? I know within track, you actually dump videos into track too now. Are you doing that? Yep. Okay. And then, um, so you're moving screening. So, like, are you, are you, do you, when do you video and what purpose? What, what was your, what is your purpose behind the, the video you, you use? Uh, the main video that I use and our guys will use is from their assessment bullpens. Uh, like when they show up, um, middle of semester for most guys, uh, and then end of semester. So two or three times every semester, they'll get what's called an assessment bullpen. Mm. And I'll take several. And that's basically based off the movement drill progression that you're giving them to see if that is working or not. Um, when they show up, uh, it's kind of get an idea of how they move and what they might need to work on. Uh, and then, but yeah, once they get more in the, in the, in the middle and the end of the semester, then yeah, that's also part of it is kind of seeing what's worked and what's not, but mm-hmm. what we might need to kind of revisit. Um, that's, that's the majority of it. I do that in slow-mo. You can really accomplish a lot with, with an iPhone doing slow-mo video. I usually take video from the side uh, in front of the, the picture and then from right behind the mound. Those are two views I like to use. Um, and then in between their assessment pins, I don't do it a whole lot. It, it depends on the guy if we're working on something specific. Um, I may video some plyos every now and then, uh, maybe some catch play, uh, maybe a specific bullpen, whether it's like working on a pitch grip, like a very small little pitch design session or something like that, or just kind of see week-to-week progression in a certain mechanical cue we might be working on. Um, but honestly, me personally, uh, I it has nothing to do with baseball or analyzing mechanics. Well, it actually has everything to do with ma- analyzing mechanics. I hate looking at video like every single day because mm-hmm. it becomes like a paralysis by analysis type thing. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of learned early on here that if you just assess and reassess, you know, at the most every like two weeks, you're probably better off given new movement patterns and new drills or whatever you're working on a chance to kind of take hold before you try to change it again. So I'm not super video oriented, but I definitely use it um, f- frequently enough. Well, I think, like you said, it also helps with that communication piece as well. You know, yeah. like because you have to have you guys are just have to be so aware of the communication with all your players. Um, you know, and then to be able to throw it out and track that you guys do, mm. um, you know, that also would save you save you amount of time. Uh, so, how and that's you guys- something that you pointed out too that I forgot to even touch on was like. I put all that stuff on track for them. They can see it on their profile at any given time, and it's always there. Uh, before it was on Google Drive, and I would have to copy and paste the link and share it with them. And uh, it takes out a lot of steps just putting it on track. So, mm-hmm. and it's good quality on track. I mean, they can. It was, it's just like if it was on their own iPhone. So, awesome. So, how have you guys? How have you guys? Um, I guess. How, how, where are you guys at with the track? Like, I know the last time we went, you were still, it was still kind of in the early stages. And I still have barely scratched the surface of it. Like, there's so much you can do in it. Um, 99% of what I use it for, which I talked to you about when you were here, was just yeah. uh, throwing programming, um, which it's really good for. Uh, probably helps me out more than the actual players, uh, but it's definitely uh, beneficial for both. I know it saves me a lot of time, but also, um, guys that are a little more um, 
not not so much laid back but there's we have a few guys that uh want to know what they're doing every single hour of the day yeah. uh so like without me having to tell them what they have tomorrow they can just go look on track uh, i usually send it out in our team chat anyway what's going on the next day but if they ever need to know what they're doing what they did in the past what they're doing two weeks from now they'll they'll have that on there how much how much is like uh like the faith part of the faith part of Scotland. Is there, is there a huge part of that that ha- that the kids have to be a part of? Is there a big part of that within? It is. I mean, we're, we're a Christian organ, Christian campus. The, our guys attend chapel on Wednesdays and um, they're required to ch- attend a service on a worship service on Sunday. Uh, we pray with them um, before practice or after practice. However, that ends up working out. One thing that I need to be more intentional with is trying to do some Bible studies and things like that on a more group or individual basis. Um, I kick myself in the tail and feel terrible at times because I feel like I just get so so engulfed in it with the day and what we're trying to accomplish with baseball that that we miss that part and that part needs to be priority. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, obviously developing the student and the athletes important to us, but man the most important thing is the development of, of them as a young man. And because uh, these guys are going to be the, the leaders of the future. And so for us, we have a unique opportunity through baseball, through sport, to share the truth, you know, share the life of Jesus Christ and try to lead them to that love. So um, that's, it's a big part. It's a big part. We, we hold our guys to a different standard. Uh, if they, if they swear, they do planks. Um, we always slip up at times. Of course, we're human, but we we try to hold ourselves to a higher standard. So, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome, awesome. Yep, I just have I had a feeling, you know, I just wanted to get into that, and I'm glad you shared that. I'm glad you shared. Yeah, as you said, man. If you want to, not to say that it. however you see fit but if you want to schedule a time with Jordy to dive more specifically into what they do with Rapsodo and how all that works and then if you want to do some more something with me more so on the faith aspect or talk with Nunez about recruitment or what's taking place internationally whatever man it's we're available so okay yeah I'll definitely be I'll definitely be in touch and things like that for sure man sounds good Trey I appreciate it yeah man no I appreciate you guys buddy Keep you out. Keep doing the doing great stuff, man. It's been awesome. You too. It's been great. So thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks, All guys. Right. All right. You bet, man. Enjoy your rest of your night. Yeah. See you guys. See you. Yeah. You know, I, I guys, I feel like we I mean, I know I've had some great conversations with you. I know, but I still feel even like tonight we just scratched the surface on some certain things. But uh, I just really just feel me just wanna, you know, you guys have this for me and my you know, in our area in this region, it's kind of just blown up and just out of nowhere and I really do think you're doing some incredible, incredible work. Um, you just don't see it. You see, even see it at the highest level. Um, and you don't see it in certain college programs. You don't see it. In, 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 you know, so I just think you guys are doing an incredible job. Um, and I just kind of wanted to give this time just to kind of showcase that. And, um, you know, I know I value our relationship. And uh, it's been a pleasure to come watch you guys work and go about your business. And, yep, and Coach, uh, Coach Will and I would agree that Jordy is definitely one of the up-and-coming next dudes man uh for sure but um but all you guys are dudes man i could tell you that but um i if, if anybody would learn more about this because i know that you know like i said we're just scratching the surface 
how what's the best way to contact you guys, get in touch, know more about what, what's going on at camp uh, at Scotland? Yeah, uh, our website is a good resource for anybody that's looking to learn more about what we do there at campus, you know, at least find our contact www.scotlandcampussports.com. Then you can go to the baseball tab. Uh, I think all of our emails are there on the on the coaches coaches area. Um, so that'd probably be the easiest way. We're all pretty good about checking our emails. So, um, man, Trad, I, I appreciate you having us. If uh, if we if you feel it to be helpful or beneficial, do a part two, man. You know, we'd always be up for it. So. We might, especially when you get Edgen on here, because you know Edgen, he'd uh, he'd have a couple other stories to tell and things like that. We, I don't know, we might not, we might not get anything done with Edgen on here though. That's for sure. He'll run, he'll run up that podcast time to about three hours if you let him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I was. And then uh, Jordy, you're pretty good on Twitter, man. Let's know, what's your, what's your Twitter handle? Oh God, uh, yeah. at Jordy Henry twenty four. Jordy is J O R D I E, and then Henry twenty four. Yeah, I tend to get a little bit opinionated on there, so like. Yeah, you love it. You love it. Tread at your, you know, be cautious. But yeah, I, I, I get I get some comments on my Twitter every so often, so that's fine. You love it. You love it. You love a stirring the pot. You love. I really. Todd Todd can attest to this, but I I hold back on Twitter. I'm not. I I don't bite my tongue so much in person. So, <laughs> and there's a reason for that. So. Uh, does Scotland have a does Scotland have a Twitter too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What is it at SCS SCS bases? Is that right? Yep. SCS bases. Because you guys are doing incredible work, incredible, incredible work, and you're just scratching the surface. Only two years in, and and uh, you know, looking forward to what the future brings for you guys. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Looking forward to it as well. Todd Weldon, Jordy Henry from Scotland Campus Sports. Just giving some great information. Just had a great conversation with those guys and glad we got to touch base on just a little bit of everything. I know it wasn't just we just scratched the surface with a lot of things they did, but you can hear that they're doing a lot of special things there. Uh, it is run like a small, not even small, it's run like a college program. And, you know, high school kids are going there, getting better, getting a chance to play, getting a chance to get developed from an individual standpoint. You know, not one throwing program for everyone, but a program that's suitable for every kid's needs. And you hear that loud and clear through their work. And just go watch their work, if that's what, if you don't uh, believe it. But, um... You know, you can't thank Todd and Jordy enough for the, taking the time. Got to spend over an hour there uh, on the call, and here we are, an hour and 22 minutes in. And I appreciate you guys hanging on with us. I know it was a, uh, it was a long one, and um, but it was a valuable one. And um, you know, with two guys different perspectives, it was a pretty unique one, for sure. And I want to thank Todd and Jordy again. Check those guys out at ScotlandCampusSports.com. Follow Jordy on Twitter at JordyHenry24. Make sure you follow Scotland Bases at SCS Bases on Twitter. But if you're not doing individualized stuff, programming for hitting, 
pitching, fielding. You haven't heard from a weightlifting standpoint as well. Not doing the best you can for your kids. Not every kid is better. As not every kid is the same. There are certain movements, things like that. But individual standpoint, it's really great uh, to have that just personalized touch, knowing that your coach is taking the extra effort to know who you are, know what you're doing, your strengths, your weaknesses, and you're trying to focus and get those better. So, um, biggest thing you're taking away there, and just their amount of attention that they're giving each individual kid um, is very inspiring. You know, to a lot of coaches who just don't, who just do it one size fits all, and it, it could be it could be overwhelming for sure. It's more work, but it's the best way. It's more work, but it's the best way to do it. And those guys are getting it done. So, um, again, check those guys out: Scotland Campus Sports, Jordy Henry, Todd Weldon. Can't thank you guys enough. Appreciate everyone who's turning in, either returning returning for us uh, or listening to it for the first time. Thank you. L- listen to us on iTunes, Pod Podbean. Share the episode. Share on social media. Um, you know, we're just just here trying to spread the game and you know show people how we can develop kids, develop players, not only physically but mentally, and just showing how a lot of these great guys are not only teaching the game. But they're teaching lessons that they're going, their kids will be able to learn beyond the game, which is what you heard even today. So, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know I did. It was a lot of fun. So, until next week, keep getting better.